From your TV screen to your radio set, this is Beverly Kills on Bay FM. You're on Bay FM 100.3, and it is time for a friend of the show to join us on the program yet again. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. You know I love that term. With a new exciting event to hit the Brisbane scene, we are now joined by still... The youngest contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under and only contestant from Brisbane on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Mm. The one and only Beverly Kills is here. Yes! Oh, thank you. Are you still I, the youngest? I am. I am still <gasps> the youngest. I am the youngest person to ever have been born, ever. And oh. I, I hold that title very close to me. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, um, it's you and yeah, Elle Fanning. Yeah, literally. I feel like whenever people use, like, they're like, oh, she's the youngest and the only one from Brisbane. And I'm like, but <laughs> the problem is, like, it's it's only impressive, like, when they win. I just did it. Aquaria was my age and she won. And I was like, oh, I didn't win. But, you know, first from Brizzy, I'll hold on to that one. Well, do you want to know a confession? Yeah. Your season of Drag Race was the second season of Drag Race I ever watched. Oh, my God. What was the first one? All Star 7. Oh, wow. You really went from, like, the highest production with the most successful queen to the complete opposite. Good for you. Yeah. But I- I'm not saying the talent changes or the entertainment changes. It's just the, the production value. Mm, um, yes. It's starkly different, but it's still just as important. And the fun. passion is still there. Yes, it definitely is. That's yes. why I like Down Under so much, because like I remember when Spanky got on, everyone ripped her to shreds, and then by the end of the season, people loved her. So now Drag Race fans understand that it's okay to rip for an underdog, and talent doesn't arrive in, like, you know, the, the fiercest mug or the fiercest looks. It comes in passion and, like, comedy or... Being genuine. Fucking soul. And this is why I was like, oh, I don't know if the people are going to like Gabriella Labucci, because people don't really like Spanky. And then everyone, straight off the bat, they're like, we're not counting out Gabrielle Labucci because she is bloody killing it. Mm. And it's so true. I, I think she's great. I'm such a Gabrielle Labucci stan. Fantastic. I'm still catching up. For a while, I thought um, a Juju B was like an immunity idol, like on Survivor. No. <laughs> That's why she's in so many seasons, you know. It's yeah. something the queens can find and use for later. I was like, everyone talks about Juju B. Do they like hide a Juju B in, in each Workroom, and if no, you find yeah. it, you're immune for that. Way. Like, yeah, my mind is strange. You know you're kind of not too far away. I think she's the the drag race contestant that has appeared on most episodes ever. Yeah, aside from aside from like Rue and Michelle, and Raven keeps popping up because obviously she's there anyway. Yeah, <laughs> she is beautiful. I remember when I saw her in person on set. It was like looking into the sun. Like her her highlight is the brightest, and her eyeliner is the darkest, and. Her, her makeup is so rich and there's just she she must understand that I think on like a, almost like a scientific level the way, because the way she does it is so beautiful it's got to be something to do with like she knows how the formula works you know whereas I just see like oh like I'll put this color on my eye I think she understands how like the makeup reacts with itself you know yeah she's got the chemistry down pat yeah maybe mm. I should look into that like a makeup science course I'm sure it exists somewhere well when you're not busy researching courses for the University <laughs> of Slay um <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you are now not only a contestant on Drag Race, uh, a performing icon. You're also now an event producer. Yeah, question mark. Question um, mark. Tell surprise. us more. Surprise. Well, I kind of have been like going out and being a party girl enough that I understand what the perfect night looks like to me. 
And there's something I've realized is whenever I talk to other performers or patrons or partygoers, I talk to them about what they love, what they hate, what they want to see. And the one thing that I always get is that sometimes people feel that gay nightlife is very self-referential. It tends to stick to a tradition, which I think is important because it's important to honor our culture and keep giving to our culture. And that's why I love performing locally so much. But I also had this sort of realization of, oh, like I have this opportunity to cultivate new culture at the same time. Mm. And I think that's what people are looking forward to. So I was like, I'm going to produce a nightclub event that I would want to go to if I was a patron. I kind of asked around. I was like, look, if you were like wanting to like see a new space in Brisbane, what does it look like to you? And overwhelmingly, everyone had a really similar idea. They're like, we want modern, we want something new, we want something that, that looks nice, that you can take lots of pictures at and it'll look really cool. You know, instead of just taking a selfie on the dance floor, they want like a photo opportunity. You know, they want to post about it. They want to boast to their friends that they were at the, this cool event and, you know, your friends weren't. They want modern music. They want gay culture. They want to see like a diverse lineup of if there are performers and DJs. And I think for me as well, I'm like, not a lot of gay spaces celebrate the DJs before they celebrate the performers. So that's why I was like, I'm going to put the DJs first on this lineup um, and see what people's reactions are to it. And more people are excited for the DJs than the performers. And I was like, work. Like, people <laughs> love drag, but music is everywhere. So I think it's important to honor the people that are doing a lot of work when the performers are the ones that get the most shout outs, if that makes sense. Mm, definitely. Um, I really wanted to make sure that it had a, that the event, Kill House is the event, had an identity. And the identity is more how it sounds than how it looks as well. I think that's really important as well. Yeah. Now, Kill House is a hyper pop discotheque. Um, please explain hyper pop to me. Cal just, um, Cal's looking at me like, oh, you. Mm. You elder millennial, you. You elder, you're an elder femme. I heard the word elder femme once and I love that term so much. Um, My favourite moment. So, um, I actually, I have a confession. I actually got the name Kill House Hyperpop Discotheque from ChatGPT. (laughs) (gasps) I was like, I am producing a new bi-monthly nightclub that celebrates queer culture, hyperpop music, drag queens. DJs, it's very modern and a little bit punk rock. My name is Beverly Kills, I live in Brisbane. What should I call the event? And it gave me all these options and then Kill House Hyperpop Discotheque came up and I was like, oh, that's it. Like, that's the one. But to answer your question, Hyperpop is kind of like, um, I can give you some artists to maybe set the scene. The most obvious ones that people would know would be like Kim Petras, Charlie XCX. Oh, okay. Like, okay. If you can go a bit deeper, you might say A.G. Cook or Sophie. Mm. Dumb Dollar is another great one. Great. I think people, um, people would recognize the music, but it's just never the focus. It's always kind of the filler music. But to me, like, that's the music I love and I think deserves more spotlight. It's like pop music when you've had too much sugar and you've got a headache because you've had a sugar high. It's like that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Now I know. See, we're all learning the and more, growing. The more you know. Yeah. Yes. If pop music is lemonade, hard pop is like a vodka Red Bull. Ah. <laughs> there it is. So at Kill House, Beverly, you have eight performers, including yourself, whether they are in drag or they are giving their own performance as a DJ. We've got Blair DeMilo, Strudwick, Richie Lestrange and Dark Money's all on the DJ side of things. It was literally like, I'm making a nightclub that I would want to go to and I have... I think I have enough experience meeting all these patrons, not just in Brisbane, but around the country to know like what people like as a sound and like what would be cohesive together. And I kind of just like, I sniffed around, like I've been a fan of Blair for years, like he produces a club called Club of Material, which I first attended virtually over COVID. Oh, wow. When people were throwing nightclub parties in their bedrooms and we're all just kind of attending like a virtual nightclub online. 
And Ricky Lestrange, I've known since I literally started drag. And then it kind of just, like, made sense. Like, sonically, I'm like, I know what this sounds like. I know who makes this music. I know who DJs this sort of music. And they've got their own fans and supporters as well that I know are going to want to party to their music and with performers. So I was like, great. It was almost like a really obvious choice to me. And then for the drag performers, I was like, well, I like you. I like you and I like you. Can I hire you um, and here we are fabulous that's a good thing about event producing you can just sort of pick what you want because it's it's your event no one can tell you what yes. to do yes and I've had so many people be like I love this lineup I'm so there and I was like of course you do I picked it like what do you expect yeah, <laughs> too right. modesty is key and uh, after this huge success of Heaven and Hell, that was such an incredible one-woman show. I oh, absolutely you. adored it. And you're bringing that show to Sydney Fringe too, aren't you? Yeah, we're doing Sydney Fringe. That is September 29th and 30th. I'm good at my job. I knew that off the top of my head. Work. Um, yes! 29th and 30th at the Hello Darling Festival. I think it's called the Festival Quarter, which is at Darling Harbour. So it's just near the Harbour Bridge, I think. I don't know Sydney that well, but it has harbour in it, so it should be. Okay, great. Uh, yes. So yeah, it should be fun. I remember when I first made Heaven and Hell, I kind of dreaded performing it because it was such a task. Like, it's 60 minutes of, like, non-stop. And I was dreading performing it, dreading performing it. And then the second I get on stage, I'm like, oh, this is so fun. So I'm just trying to, like, put those thoughts of, like, oh, my God, this is so much work. It's such a hard show. I'm trying to put that out of my head and then what I'm trying to put to the forefront is like that feeling I get on stage when people are like laughing along with my jokes or they're like singing along to these bangers that I've picked out. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This is the first time I've been like really excited to do Heaven and Hell because the other two times I was like obviously excited and proud to present it, but like there was this like slight feeling of dread in the back of my mind because I was like, oh, so hard. <laughs> mm. Well, it didn't look like it was difficult. You look like you're having fun. We had fun in the audience. Oh, yeah. Uh, my friend was baptised and she refers to it as I was baptised and blasphemed at the same time. Yeah. And she loved it. Was she... it you that I brought on stage, Callum? Yeah, it was. Yes! <laughs> I'm the proud owner of a Beverly Kills t-shirt. Oh. Thanks to my craft skills. So it was such a great time. We had the best time. Well, I now own a Beverly Kills clack fan. My very first clack fan. So. I know. Well, well, so do I. Oh! So thank you very much. Props hey, on the ready. you have it in your right now? Yeah, I do. Hang on. Here's mine. Here's oh, mine. Solid. Unfortunately, I do not have one, but oh, we do have we do have a, a wig on the third microphone this evening for no reason whatsoever. Happy Pride! Happy Pride! Happy Pride! Gay yes. rights. So don't forget to please go to Kill House Hyperpop Discotheque at Stranded on the fifteenth of September from eight pm till late. Ooh. Thank you so much, Beverly. And I think we might have to play some hyperpop now. Oh, we might have to. Yep. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.